0: It's no surprise that I love uh, the Year Zero Engine RPGs. they just, there's something about like D6 dice pools that I really, really dig. Um, and I, I got to meet this gentleman that we're having on tonight. Uh, I think it was a couple of years ago. Uh, he put out this really cool uh, board game uh, called Fearsome Wilderness, and he reached out to me, and was like, hey, I got this RPG, this Year Zero Engine RPG, also based in this universe, coming. And he kind of, He's like i'm just just putting it out there i think i think you'd be interested in it and i, I was i was exactly and so i've been keeping tabs and matt and i have been, have been chatting for for quite some time and uh, i'm super excited uh he's coming to uh him in, in Geet- geetopia games uh they are going to kickstarter with fearsome wilderness the rpg it's a year zero engine rpg and i'm super excited to see it launch and. Hope, get funded and and see it in people's hands. I think it's gonna be a super, super cool game. It's creepy, it's sci-fi, it's folklore, it's ah, it's a mashup of a lot of things that I really, really enjoy. So stick around, we're gonna be talking about Fearsome Wilderness with Matt Cross from Geektopia Games. Stick around. Hey everyone, welcome to Victory Condition Gaming. My name is Doug. Today on the show, we're talking Fearsome Wilderness with the main designer Matt Cross from Geektopia Games. Uh, we're also going to be going over all the Kickstarter things that, they're, that they've got planned, that he's got planned, and, and his team's got planned. We're going to talk about all the different aspects of it, and it's something that, that I've been really hyped up for over the last well year plus, I guess, since uh, since it was brought to my attention. So hopefully, you if Hopefully you'll be uh, as excited as I am for this project. Uh, I will remind folks that anything that uh, we talk about, you'll be able to kind of access uh, in the links in the description below uh, in this in this video. So feel free to go check it out. I put the Kickstarter link in there. So if you're watching this and it's the Kickstarter hasn't launched yet, you can get the reminder uh, that it is coming. And uh, I think Matt's got a really cool game here. Uh, One other thing is I I will uh, remind folks that if you're joining us for the very first time and would like to see more of our content, you can hit that subscribe button let me know in the comments uh if you're a big fan of year zero engine games and what your favorite ones are uh, i'd love to to hear that uh, i think this one's going to bring some cool new takes on on the year zero engine to uh, to players libraries so yeah also if you enjoy this please hit that like button down below that's about it all right without further ado let's let's bring on the the folks that you're really here to see And of course is matt cross from geektopia games hey everyone matt and of course my co-host the one and only ben higgins from how are you doing everybody thank you guys so much for giving your time tonight and
1: uh, of course everybody else that's watching out there matt you got a kickstarter coming up i do i do i feel like i've been talking to you about this for quite a while now and it's finally the journey is uh it's coming to the next chapter, I would say. So yeah, I'm excited.
0: It's, it's exciting, man. It's it's good good stuff. I'm I'm, I love seeing people get creative in the tabletop space, and then just kind of, you know, I, I love the fact that you you put out the board game, you put out another thing that, that that's tied to this IP, which is of course a Forbidden Psalm supplement, which I I don't think I've talked about my love of Forbidden Psalm. Uh, very much on this show, but I, I love everything that Kevin's doing with, with Forbidden Psalm and, and the the uh, how he made like that more board game, like a tabletop skirmish game. I think that's super fun. And so you, you contributed to that. You made a supplement for, for Forbidden Psalm. Now, did you like collaborate with kevin on that how did that all come to come to be i know we're not well i'm just kind of curious because you know no i love talking uh, about it yeah
1: yeah no i love talking about it um i'm I'm very fond of forbidden psalm too and mark borgen so um it was literally i posted um on instagram or somewhere like hey i painted up these minis i'm gonna you know maybe try to think of some rules for to use these with forbidden psalm and he was like hey i'll make some rules and we just traded you know (laughs) three four emails back and forth and he was he's a wizard he just i mean he He is is the wizard right um but yeah he 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 did that that's his thing but it's like we we let him use our artwork because it's amazing um it's an amazing game that he he did all the rules for every different critter and he even did like a little scenario you can play so i jumped at the chance because i thought that's great that's super
0: cool super cool
1: And now, and I've got the board game. I had the board game and then miniature skirmish gaming and now role-playing game. I feel like that's the, the Trinity. I don't know.
0: You bring it, bring it all together. I love it. Like we talked before, uh, before the session, you're like, yeah, I'm getting a lot of mileage out of this art. I'm like, yeah, you are. And I love it because I'm all about getting the value on everything that I, that I uh, acquire. So I I dig it. I, I think it's awesome that you've been able to kind of grow this, you know, homegrown, IP that you've created. And I I think it's super, super cool. Um, Why don't you tell folks a little bit about what what uh, fearsome worldliness is and and what it uh, kind of brings to the table?
1: Yeah, definitely. So started out as a board game, like I uh, like we're kind of alluding to Um, just a kind of medium rules, you know, kind of easy an hour, 45 minutes you can play kind of lighthearted. But um, it was really around I had an idea for the game the board game but then i uh really have this fondness for some of the like north american folklore specifically like lumberjack um, mythology and folklore where they've got all these um really interesting kind of ridiculous but also kind of dangerous sounding creatures um that you know the old lumberjacks would sit around the campfire and tell stories or or use these creatures to explain why they lost their axe or Maybe mess with the new guy, um, and so there's you know, it's public domain creatures from you know these old old works like uh, Fearsome Critters of the Lumberwoods was 1910, um, Fearsome Critters was 1939. So you know these are old um, old collections that are public domain works that you can go and like read all about these crazy creatures. And so I dropped those right into place in my game. I said, that's great. Let's go in the woods and let's get really, let's make this a little more grown up. Um, even though they're ridiculous named creatures, they're, um, they're fun to fight in the wilderness. I will say that. And they're, they're a, a threat to you, they're, they're a menace. So that was the board game. And you go out. Um, we use the, you know, since we're using the fearsome critters as the monsters, we used, you know, legends like Paul Bunyan, Johnny Appleseed, Calamity Jane. Uh, and Babe the Blue Ox is the main characters. And so in the in the role-playing game, I said, I really like all this board game, you know, folklore, and we've got some awesome art, right? Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. found out about the year zero engine. We're playing a ton of Mutant Year Zero, playing a ton of Tales and Things, and then more recently we've been playing a ton of Vasan. Um, and so you know, I'm like, there's this OGL, I have all this artwork and i really want to tell this kind of science fiction story that's in my head sure. so the you know the planets aligned and i uh, just started like right as soon as we were done with the board game i was kind of just starting to put it all into on the paper and the characters the the main characters that you play in the board game are maybe more npcs in the role playing game in the role playing mm-hmm. game you you play a much different type of character so um
0: very cool
1: yeah Uh, amanda would like to know is there a white moose there is there is not but there is a page that says create your custom your own cryptids and you can print it off or just write on a piece of paper. you know follow the formula the free league or you know the Fearsome wilderness formula and plug it in and and there's a lot of a lot of cryptids that people are asking for i don't really actually know the white moose myself I have to. I have to look is that, that a up, Joe. I, no, I don't. I don't is know. We'll have
0: to, Amanda's usually uh, is one of the uh, usuals on on the show, so we'll have to. Uh, we'll have to get the the, the lowdown on that. Uh, I see it. I yeah. I googled, and uh, that's amazing. So yeah, thanks for <laughs> the idea. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. Um, so yeah. So so this is a Year Zero engine game, which of course we love i love the year zero engine like i love how it has this you know how it uses these dice pools and i love how you know you roll sixes for successes so it's super like easy to kind of just pick up and play um it, once you've rolled something you know you, you know you don't have to really add anything up you just go okay yeah i rolled a six i succeeded or you know i got a couple sixes so yeah i got uh, a greater success or something um of course, with with a lot of years of engines, the, the ones or pushing your role is, is sometimes the, the negative. What is what is fierce, does fearsome wilderness? Does that do anything with the, the pushing mechanic and with the ones, or do you take do you take on a condition like like uh, and, and Tales from the Loop, or how, how do you uh, how does it that all play out with, with the, the RPG?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. I was gonna maybe even show like character sheet just to look at sure. it. Yeah, let's I don't take know a if look. You can see this right now. And uh, here, let me uh, zoom in. Oh yeah, there you go. So um, this is the character sheet. Whoa. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and it's uh, it's very much like you'd expect from some of these other free league games. Um, you know, you got the same attributes. I moved a couple things around and. Um, We added some things but you'll notice right at the top there you'll see you have a nightmare level sure so that's one of the unique things that i tried to kind of you know customize this a little bit and you know make it feel fearsome wilderness where um when you start out the game you know you start at a level one um as you go on through the game that level goes up and things that happen in your nightmare can begin to carry over to the real world. So, you know, in a nightmare, you cut your hand and you wake up and your hand is bleeding or you have an item that you lose in your dream and you wake up and it's gone, right? So um, that's a new mechanic where um, you've got that little check boxes there that you're going to tick each time you push a roll um, and and you get, um, it'll eventually get filled up and then you'll progress to the next nightmare level and it should get, your experiences should get stranger and stranger, and kind of Lovecraftian way creep the the weirdness and the the mm-hmm. horror should intensify as you play. Very um, cool. Okay, so
0: so it's almost like a, like a like the stress mechanic an Alien, almost to to a point, but it's a little it's amped up a little bit more, and I think for 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 a fearsome wilderness because it's it uh, you know the 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 nightmare levels uh, you know. Ex- it looks like as you go if you as you push seven times it goes up uh it goes up one uh nightmare level is that what I was yep thinking? and one of the
1: boxes is always filled in so you're always rolling one and oh, okay. um you know there's a we'll talk a little bit about the premise in a minute here but you know there's some reasons why everyone's having a shared nightmare often okay so you know anyone's rolling that there's usually a lead dreamer but everyone can kind of participate in these nightmares which and... we hope will last you know we recommend um that so so yeah so basically you roll a nightmare check number of boxes that you've that are checked on there that's how many dice you're rolling and so it's gonna it's gonna be more likely as time goes on Mm -hmm. that you're going to uh, have a nightmare and when you do that um i've got a d66 amount of nightmares that you can roll and um they're all really weird and bizarre and meant to be kind of uh, you know, maybe like 120 seconds is the recommendation, right? We want it to be snappy and keep it moving and get you back into the game, right? In the real world. Um, but players can do that however they want. And oftentimes we get sidetracked and we end up in a nightmare for a little while. Um, but, uh, there, um, they, there's also, it's also a good tool for the GM where, I got uh I need to give someone a hook. I need to show someone a location. I need to give them some clues. Maybe that's a better okay, uh, example sure. is oh, you like could throw that. those into your yeah. nightmares and they're meant yeah. to be kind of work that that way. So yeah.
0: I like that I like that a lot. So, yeah, so so the premise of this game are you're your your explorers or or it's it's got this weird kind of sci-fi mm-hmm. like Almost alien kind of vibe to it as well, which I really did because I mean anybody that, that's watched the show quite a bit knows that I'm a big sci-fi nut and I love all pretty much all things sci-fi. Um, so again, since you kind of took that that aspect of your you took your, the aspect of your board game and then kind of gave it like the sci-fi spin to it with this RPG, I was just like, okay, this is this is even cooler now. I think, in my opinion, I think it's pretty neat because you know you know I love all I love all things sci-fi. So so yeah, you want to tell us a little bit more about the uh, yeah, I do. I should have. I should have
1: led with all this stuff. That's but right. So it's let's talk about how do you arrive in the fearsome wilderness. Yeah. Um, it's so there's a lot of a lot of goodness in this game, and you can kind of focus on what parts you like. So some people like to focus on the wilderness survival elements. Some people like to focus more on like the sci-fi weirdness, um, and the story has that sci-fi element. So you, as characters, are uh, convicted criminals that have been uh, in are currently aboard a prison transport spaceship that's going to take you to a new prison facility. To be a little bit more specific with the lore, um, you made some sort of deal that maybe you should have read some more fine print, but seemed like a good deal. They said, we're gonna put you in hibernation because uh, we don't have room. The prisons are overcrowded. We don't know what to do with you. We expect that over time, technology will progress and get better and better, and we'll just wake you up in the future when we have more prisons and things are better um and that never happens right so you're startled awake saying hey it's in the future many years everyone you know has kind of passed away um so you're isolated right away from the beginning um and you're on a prison spaceship that is uh uh, you know in that prologue scenario which kind of sets the stage it crashes um on a wilderness planet and is that, did it crash on accident? I, I don't know. You'll have to, the the party will have to kind of figure out what's going on here and why you're in this weird place. But so you'll crash. There's a bunch of spaceship wreckage and, you know, night is approaching. So the first thing players usually are doing is kind of trying to figure out uh, where where they're going to stay, get a little shelter, right? Maybe you just huddle up in some of the wreckage for the first night. But as time goes on, uh, just like in Mutant Year Zero, you have the Ark. Uh, yep, we yep. have, the, or in Vossen, you have the HQ, right? You've so, so, got yep. your shelter. And so we have a bunch of projects. You can develop that and you can spend a ton of time having fun right around there. And then there's also the wilderness, which is uh, like very much like in Mutant Year Zero, the zone. Like the zone yeah. So you've mm-hmm. got, um, I can maybe show that even too if you want to see the map. It's nothing crazy to look at. <laughs> no um. well that, that was the
0: thing that uh, the that, that i kind of noticed that it had and i love mutant year zero like it has very much that mutant year zero vibe and then you've got like it's, it has like all these things that i love about our very about the various uh, freely games uh it's got uh you know like the hex crawl and like kind of like you said that, that 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 i don't know that arc kind of shelter type of aspect to it like like mutant then you've got the, kind of the sci-fi horrorist of of alien and then you've got the Vason like the folklore like it's just like this great mix of everything that i love about the about those really games and i'm like okay this is i'm as, I'm, as i was you sent me over preview pdf and i'm like as i'm reading i'm like okay i dig this i dig this part of it okay like, oh all right that's neat that's neat i'm like okay and i i just think it's it's yeah <laughs> It, you basically
2: yeah. put all of Doug's peanut butter in all of Doug's chocolate. Exactly.
0: That's ex
1: <laughs>
0: Ben knows. Ben knows what... He knows what I'm talking about.
1: What do you think, Ben? Is this jiving with you? You like those yeah. themes? No,
2: I do. Uh, I particularly... I, as a retailer, I always have to like sell these things to people in 30 seconds. And this yeah. is a very evocative setting that can be sold super easily uh, with just a simple description. So yeah if it's if it's resonating and hitting in that brief little window then you
1: know people will have a good time playing this over and over and over again awesome we uh so i mean when we started off it was like well let me put it this way you know it's kind of a trend sometimes with rpgs they'll make like a little inspirations graphic of things that you know inspired the game or movies to watch while you're gonna play before you play it so you know, we—it's right away. It's pretty much like Lost meets something, right? Exactly. Like meets Con Air, or um, I, sometimes I'll say it's The Running Man meets Re- The Revenant, <laughs> <laughs> um, or and it, it gives it away as I tell more movies. that If I start talking about like The Truman Show meets, um, you know, Squid Game or something like that, you know, you start to see that there's something else going on here um, that these these prisoners are um potentially mixed up in something bigger I totally like when,
0: when we were leading up to this I was I was thinking of like things that I was comments that I was going to say on this on the stream and I actually was going to say if Matt wanted to make lost the RPG I think he's basically got the bones here to do it if if he actually wanted to like go and pitch and try to get that IP I think you could you could probably make this this game Pretty it's pretty much Pretty close yeah. to that. And I I loved Lost when that first came out. By the way, yeah, I, The first like, couple of years,
2: what's that? Matt will probably be
1: able to provide a uh, a satisfying conclusion. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, because I like exactly. you. Yeah, exactly. What if Lost was like you get to figure out how it ends? Um, and the and actually the game is very much like that. There's, yeah. you know, when you get to the ending of this book, you'll see there's like, you know, it's hopefully the ending that the players get to experience is one that they've created and over, over the long time and feels like a natural conclusion of mm-hmm. the things that they did throughout their campaign. So, um, I don't know, put a lot of love into this thing. And I'm hoping that uh, we can get some, get some interest. I'm trying it. So the PDF is gonna be, it's gonna be a really short and simple campaign where it's like, you don't have a million choices to like figure out what do I want. It's, do I want a PDF? Do I want the soft cover? You get the PDF too. And do or do I want the hardcover? And you can have the PDF along with it. And the PDF we're doing at like nine dollars. So this is my first RPG game. I wanna. I part of the reason I made this was to share something cool with everybody. Yeah. Um, and so I'm hoping that if we hit a good price point and then we we get it sent out really quick because it's it's done. Like I was telling Doug a little earlier. Like I've got the proof. I don't think you're gonna be able to see it on my screen, but it looks awesome. That's the soft cover. Um, it's going to be you know i put all the backers names in the last at the end of the book as a thank you and you know i've already kind of fixed all the things that i found wrong with the proof and so we're going to try to get this out to everybody as soon as we can i'm still going to give myself some time but uh, we've done this Absolutely. before we've we, we funded our other game and we got it out and it was good so hopefully yeah. people will trust us on this one too the,
0: the quality of the board game was, was really well done now you're using uh... You know, we're not we're not quite sure who you're going to use for for printer at this point right it's still kind of up in the air you've got some quotes but
1: yeah yeah i mean that's the beauty of the age we live in is we can you know have a low funding goal because um, i can print on demand some of this stuff now i have quotes for more but um, we'll print on demand and we'll definitely be using drive-through rpg for the um, digital fulfillment at, at the minimum because sure. um, we love them and uh just want to make it easy for everybody so it's in your library and you can just know where it is to find it later.
0: <laughs> I love the fact. Okay. So there's a few things that you've you touched on that, that uh, as you know, and Ben, Ben will be like, Doug, you say this like every single time when <laughs> someone comes on and they, 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 they do the same thing, but like you touched on a few things that I love when, when Kickstarter, you know, when people launch Kickstarter campaigns and they're like putting out, they're putting out, uh, you know, trying to crowdfund po- projects. I love simple pledges. I think that's super good. I love the fact that you've got it. Like, it's like a 250-page PDF, right? It's like it's probably more than that. I think. And now that I'm, now that no, I no, yeah, is, the, is, is, the full is, version
1: is like 256, 255. I was gonna like say that. I
0: thought it was more than 250. Um, so nine dollars for 250 pages, like that's crazy. Like that's you. that's a great value right there. So even if you're just remotely interested in this. Like, a $9 pledge. Like, I spend more than that on, a, like, a ticket to the movies. Right? I love that. I love yes, that. And
1: I appreciate it uh, way more than your ticket to the movies or whatever. It's gonna, exactly. It, I'll be very, very thankful, and it'll help me go make more cool games. and More stuff, and stuff like right? That, yeah. So. Soft cover, hard cover, like, boom. I love it. I love it, man. Like, that's just like and so we'll have some add-ons too i should mention that um, oh okay cool and so because yeah keep it easy on that but then if you want add-ons everything's so so optional and there's not very many but um we're i personally am a big fan of 3d printing uh, yes. and have a lot of 3d printing friends um and so we've we've got some cool 3d printables that you can add on they're from the board game that we haven't added any new ones but there's you can get a deal on them if you don't have them or you want them There is a a kit. We're going to partner up with a print shop, so they'll print you the the, um, the actual 25 monsters, the cryptids. um, If you want to get them, Um, just the bundle of them at a special price. He sells them one by one on his site. And then dice. I'm going to do dice. Um, So uh, you know, more info will be coming out about the dice, but that'll just be you know, kind of a. We've got that really good relationship with from our dice manufacturer from the board games, so they. Uh, we worked it out that we can make this work, and I, I'm just I love dice. And let me also tell you about uh, digital taxidermy. Is uh, some new friends that I've made just very recently, and they are a uh, 3D printer. Um, they they have models that they sell, and. Uh, and they're starting to, their website's starting to sell other people's uh, STL files and 3D printables too. So oh, cool. they had all the wreckage that I was using for my playtesting. And I reached out and said, I love all this wreckage and all these spaceship parts mm-hmm. and scatter terrain and stuff. And they, uh, they're they super cool guys and they love the game. So we're all best friends now. And um, offering up, they made a specific bundle of all these locations and, and the spaceship crash that will fit perfectly with Fearsome Wilderness. And you can pick mm-hmm. that up as like a, a bundle and uh, I'm pretty excited about that but I do have to make this disclaimer because I always get asked this when we're talking about free league games and like year zero games I should say you know am I supposed to use terrain and and minis and stuff and no I mean we play test this with theater of the mind that's how we like to play it or we play it on roll 20 we have a roll 20 character sheet that's almost done so um, I'm not holding anything back on this campaign I'm giving it putting it all out there to make it really love it really good for everybody but um you know theater of the mind roll 20 you don't have to use miniatures i like throwing miniatures out on the table at least to see like who's in front to fight the hugog or whatever or um, little encounters or forbidden psalm stuff right (laughs) so absolutely um, but don't feel like you got to do that and it's this is the focus is on the rpg book right now Sure, sure yeah
0: um you mentioned roll 20 yeah is that uh do you have plans for any other virtual tabletops? Are you just focusing on Unroll Twenty at this point?
1: Yeah, I mean, we just wanted to have something out there for people. I mean, it's really easy. You'll see when we play and do our actual play; you're probably just rolling dice and stuff, right? So it's right. it's not like you need that, but uh, it does make it pretty nice. And we, sure. we do Roll Twenty a lot. I'm not a found. I'm not really good with all those other ones, and I'm not doing the Roll Twenty one myself. I've got help. So sure. Um, sure maybe uh yeah we'll see maybe that could be a super secret stretch goal that happens one day we're not doing Mm -hmm. any stretch goals but um you know if someone if i meet someone who will do that and we get a bunch of sales and people really want it we'll we'll do it i'm not this game's going to be around for a while i'm not it's not going anywhere i'm going to keep supporting it and um you know whatever the community wants i'll try to do it we uh case in point uh Mm -hmm. solo a solo version so peter with parts for a million games makes a bunch of solo versions of the Year Zero stuff. There's like Meet sure. Year Solo and others. So he's gonna do one for us. Um, oh, nice! And it'll just be sold separately through him. But you know, I want this ecosystem to keep continuing and have fun stuff. We have a Fearsome Wilderness compatible logo. If anybody wants to make something for the game,
0: Very go, cool, go do it.
1: There's a third party license. I love that. I love that. I don't know.
0: Ben, you have any other uh, any questions? Like. Uh,
2: I mean i'm 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 curious to kind of see a little bit if you've got a sneak peek yeah us, let's take a look at some the, of this. the kickstarter here
1: yeah you want to see like the kickstarter page or you want to see just some some graphics where you want to be interested
2: graphics, in kickstarter? I'm, I'm down for whatever you want to share
1: yeah i got lots of stuff we, here we, um, we gotta leave a little bit so, for people okay to discover befo- yeah. later,
0: before so, we before we show it off Okay. Let's let's actually give shout outs to your artists, because that's one thing that I think that that RPG, you know, uh, creators and, and and publishers and everything like everybody, you know, I, I think we talk about like the publishers and the designers. I think that the, the artists sometimes don't get as much credit as, as they probably should. So let's let's give let's give some shout outs to, to you, the artists uh, that have worked on this for you.
1: Awesome. I'm sharing my screen and I can like yeah, look yeah. what we're going to look at here. So like this, all the fearsome critters and various other art, some of the locations, it was all stuff from the board game uh, was done by uh, this guy, Bud Wheeler. He's amazing. He's been doing art for a very long time. And I got with him um, and started talking about the campaign. It was immediately we were on the same page of like what we wanted here. Because it's, it's hard to take these creatures that are not real creatures and, you know, mm-hmm make them make them interesting and so you know it's a distinct style it's purposely you know parts of it look kind of let you interpret some of these pieces of art but um so that's that's bud wheeler and then all the black and white stuff is this guy who's um i mean these are all my real good friends now because we've just been working on this project for so long but his name is willis harover Harrower. sorry i don't know if he's listening right now but i've been telling him i'm on this um going on to your show and he uh he he hooked it up he knew that we had to do a lot of drawings and even towards the end i was like i got a spot here or i have to show people this and he (laughs) he uh he did it he did also those are my two main guys and then if you look at these um at the color stuff oh sorry for the fast scroll there like this one for example um his his screen name is Cyber Feratu um and he's Amazing. We were you know, we were only able to get maybe like four or five pieces from him, but um it adds a pop of color, I think, and nice. um you know is used strategically to show you, you know, some some nice stuff. The the book is meant very much like the fearsome critters are on a big page that you can just hold up and like show the party if you're sitting around and you got the book in your lap. Um but yeah, cool. so those are the main artists there. Um and we tried to, you know, I know they all have different styles, but i love all three of those guys and so um, i'm gonna keep working on them uh i do want to talk about one other artist who's uh really close to me and i i have to just shout out to is leo Picorni, and he is an artist not um drawing but sculpting and he did those four main fearsome wilderness characters um and 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 his uh team did some of the other creatures too but his current Kickstarter is right now, it's that Stormlight Archive, um, Brandon Sanderson. Oh, ah, okay. And I was like blown away. I was like, you know, I, that's awesome. I mean, that's one of my favorite authors ever is, and books and so he's he's off there living the dream, uh, working yeah, they, things much cooler than Fearsome Wilderness right now and they, talking they, to Brandon they, Sanderson. They got a, li- a little success with that Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's, he's he's doing awesome and i said i'm never working with anyone other than you again no i'm kidding i have a lot of these i like but i'm like this guy is yeah, killing it and really cool. uh i'm proud i'm proud of what he's doing so
0: that's awesome i love and that, that's one thing that i love about this industry and about this you know is the like every very rarely do you find people that just don't love to contribute like with every like it with it doesn't matter what project you've worked on or, or what you were like, people want mm. to help each other succeed and they want to help each other. Like they want to add, like, like if you were like, Hey, can I get you to, you know, can I get your help with this? Like people are really willing to, 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 you know, collaborate. And, and it's, it's, it's awesome. I love, I, I love this industry. Just in, it's in
1: this the best. I want to be, that. I want to do all that too. Like I'm, I'm always like trying to collaborate like with Kevin and for themselves yeah, pretty, exactly. That's, yeah very cool um, um yeah i was trying to think if there's any other little notes i i don't know if we talked about the um trial version that is uh someone told me right. not call a yeah. trial because that sounds like a computer program that expires mm. it's just a preview <laughs> right right um you said you're linking to it
0: yeah i think it's in the description of this uh this video if not i'll put it in the uh, description afterwards but i'm pretty mm-hmm. sure i put it in there i'm just gonna double check um yeah it's, yep i did put the quick i put the quick start link in there
1: Perfect, so it's cool if you're like, hey, let me test this out first, or Matt, I don't trust you. Is this really cool? Go check it out because I put, it's long. And I think Doug and I were talking about this a long time ago, like, do I call it a quick start? It's not really a short thing or what is it, but it is a quick start. It's got pre-built characters that you can play. They're free. It's the whole book, except that you don't get the ending. You get about half of the, you get half of the uh, monsters you get half of the nightmares and you get like three locations you can go that's, um a, a mess ton around of in.
2: material to yeah to exactly let people get the sample but that's fantastic
1: and a ton of people downloaded it but we'll see how it goes because you know it's easy to sell something that's free so i'm hoping yeah. <laughs> that people like it and they're like hey i'll i'll go ahead and just complete the game you know get the ending and get all the monsters and 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 stuff so yeah very cool uh, Jason has a question for you
0: in the chat. And Jason uh, Bradley, thank you so much for joining us again, Jason.
1: Uh, Matt, what was the most fun you had playtesting this game? Oh man, there's been so many hilarious moments. We, I mean, so the game is, we try to keep it um, horror. Like it depends on who you're playing with, right? But like a lot of my friends are like, they want me to really amp up the the spookiness and the horror and, and, and get into that. And then I, I just think that levity is so important. When you're doing a horror theme game, to have some jokes. So, I mean, um, I don't know. A guy fell off the cliff and thought he could climb up and failed his least rolls like eight times and ended up. um, I think they had to build something to like, you know, cart him back off to back home to the log cabin or whatever. So, that was probably the one of the funniest times. Just the the string of bad luck that can happen, right? Sure. You're at the mercy of the dice. Um, So. I love that. Um,
0: I, actually, while I was at Shucks, uh, uh, someone stopped by the booth, and we were talking about uh, RPGs and horror RPGs, and he gave me this great advice when, when, when in, in reference to horror and setting a horror, setting up a horror RPG session, he said, "Even though your players know that you're playing a horror RPG, let them know that their characters that they're playing do not know that it's a horror RPG." And that, yeah. that, and and it took me a second to like. I, I thought about, it, I'm like, wow. I'm like, yeah, that's right. I you if you because because whenever you watch a movie or something or a TV show or something, those people at the beginning of the episode or the beginning of the movie don't realize that they're, <laughs> what they're in for. They they're just having fun, you know. More than likely, they're having a good time, and then all of a sudden things. So yeah, I didn't even think about that, and I'm like, that's a great. Uh, uh, and the first uh, half of the movie advice. is the
1: part where, like, my wife watches with me, and then the second half is where yeah. it gets a little too scary, and, you know, just got to go do something in another room, or I got to go watch it by myself because it gets scary. I uh, I love that, like, the first half is, like, getting to know the characters, and the second yeah. half is bonkers, and I think you should play your games like that, and I think that, you know, if we're making a movie that is Fearsome Wilderness, it's like you set up your ensemble cast you know, the expendables or the whatever, the magnificent seven that are about to like go off Mm -hmm. into, uh, you know, set up in this movie and they probably don't know each other unless you, you want them to. And so, you know, get to know each other and then, Oh man, it's getting dark and we don't have any food. And like, how do we drink this dirty water? And so that's, that's what I'm hoping will be the experience is to just, um, Get to role play that survivalism off the grid living that wilderness skills that's fun to imagine that i don't have them but in a role-playing world i could i can pretend i have them right um and then uh and then also make it an action movie like action horror right where you're you're running you're screaming uh and you're trying not to die so yeah that's that's the game right there (laughs) i love it i love it
0: uh jason also asked us, matt what is your favorite mechanic in the game or what gave you the most trouble while designing this game
1: oh that's a good question um i mean the the nightmares gave me a lot of trouble of like how to like make that work and like make it so people aren't taken out of the game by it or saying this is stupid and i'm going to skip that part of the game because if it's if you're going to skip it and it's not well done then just leave it out of the game but we think we finally got it fine-tuned where Um, it's the right amount of info because you can't prep all the nightmares and you're rolling them randomly so Mm -hmm. the gm kind of has to read it so i try to make it real quick to like scan get the info and then let you just improv the rest of it sure um but that's my favorite mechanic because that was totally added to the i mean i I took some stuff and changed the the year zero engine around a little bit i moved make to a different attribute and i um the conditions work a little differently but the biggest thing was just that nightmare track. And I just wanted to make sure that that didn't ruin the the engine. And I I think it, I don't think it does. I think it's fun. So now was this
0: always, was this always going to be a year zero engine game? Had you just started out designing it? That was, no, I
1: I don't think the game would be happening if uh, Thomas hadn't put out an OGL for, for that, uh, um, you know, my hero. Um, And uh, he, you know, I was making a board game and I probably should have just stopped and said, hey, that's cool. But I found the the open gaming license and then I said, this would be perfect. So I just I couldn't stop. I couldn't help myself. I, I kept typing and um, my writing partner, Ian Baskey, who did a lot of the writing on this with me, too. It's not just me. That's Geektopia Games, right? It's John Lash, uh, Ian Baskey, Derry Morgan um, Chuck, and Chuck, too. So there's, so there's five of us. and. Um, Ian and Ian was like, stop, stop, stop. And I'm like, well, but wouldn't it be cool if we had like creepy old church over here or something? Or like, you know, and he'd be like, why? Like, we got to do it. I got an idea for it. So it just kept getting bigger and bigger. But um it also, it got bigger and bigger, but it also fits that Free League um, model. Like it'll look good next to Mutant and Alien and everything. Like it's the same form factor. Nice. um i understand you can't see my hands when i wave them around <laughs> on the, but um it's all good i'm a go i'm half ghost but yeah so um i'm hoping that it'll fit right in that people that know the system will be able to quickly pick this up and uh just dive into this game and have a somewhat different experience but similar dice rolling mechanics and it's closer to mutant than tails i don't know if i said that i like the crunch yeah. like I, I like i just like having banes on your dice and i like having more stats and more and critical injuries and like all the stuff that is like not in some of those other lighter ones. Um, so it's in there. And I hope everyone will use use all the tables and everything.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Ben, I feel like I've, I've been monopolizing this, uh, this uh, session. So if sorry. just tell me to shut up if you uh, if, right. if, if, if there's anything else you want right. to if there's no, anything no. you want to add. Uh,
2: so I I guess the question that occurred to me is, you know, obviously, the there's a lot of inspiration from the board game that went through into the RPG. Is there something that was in the board game that you just could not convert over to the RPG? And like, will we see it maybe in a future supplement or something once you figure it out?
1: It's a good question. I was trying to see if we could just use the dice, the other icons for something, or um, if we could... There was some other, like the trees. I, I think I could have done more with the trees from Throws from Wilderness are a big part of the board game. And then uh, there's, you know, information about them and, and ways to deal with it and and things to talk about on the trees in the RPG. But there's not, it's not like a big mechanic. It's not like mm-hmm. a big enemy you have to deal with or anything. So that, yeah, that's that's something that's exactly from the board game, which I couldn't figure out how to get it yeah. in there. The, the game... The original concept for this game was a scroll that you would unravel your scroll and you'd have a big terrain and you could Mm -hmm. move your character through the wilderness. And that was scrapped a long time ago. And it just turned into the, you know, we're just doing year zero engine type of a game. But when it was, when some wilderness was a board game, there was a version of it that was on this big scroll that you like unfurled. I don't know what Mm -hmm. you do with the scroll. Um (laughs) But yeah, so I don't know. Those things didn't make it to the RPG, but um, we kept we kept a lot of good stuff. A lot of people are going to be scratching their heads saying, what's going on here? Why are these sci-fi people? And why uh, why is there like a weird cryptid creation laboratory over here? Or why is there a, um, you know, what's at the bottom of that well over there? And um, You're gonna go out. It's like special sectors from Mutant Year Zero, right? You can place them wherever you want, but I kind of recommend where they should go. Sure. But all the other sectors are ran. You randomly generate them. You just see what it, what's the weather, what's the terrain, and instead of like scrap or items that you'd find, you know, you've you've crashed your spaceship has crashed in the wilderness and exploded. Lost cargo has been strewn about the wilderness. I so love you might that. Find some random pieces of luggage or items that they were going to use to build this new prison colony or whatever. And it's all everywhere. So it's, you're, you're randomly finding someone found like a clown costume. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and immediately put it on, of course. Oh, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Why wouldn't you? I mean, it, it seems like, you know, you have to, yeah. So it should be a requirement in the game. If you find it, you have to put it on
2: don't accumulate the nightmare. Be the nightmare. Exactly.
0: <laughs> like, exactly. Be the, be the nightmare for others. Um, so, with the digital rewards for this Kickstarter, I'm gonna go back to the Kickstarter and and, and and talk a little bit about it seems like you've got everything pretty much lined up. What's what what is your what is your thoughts on the, the delivery? uh time frame as far as the digital re- re- rewards. I know the physical rewards basically you have to, you know, you have to go get them if they have the proofs, you know, revised and everything and then have them printed and, and that, that always takes a while. But it sounds like you've got a lot of the digital stuff all raring to go and you just like you just Yeah.
1: Can I show some of the minis just because it's totally optional but it's also got some wow factor because I, I to me I just think they're cool. And it's also a good way to see what these cryptids look like in not two dimensional form but you know those are those and that's these are the ones I painted below it and then this is the digital taxidermy stuff where it's like you know it's just awesome crash wreckage and like stuff that you can put out on the table or just have for thematic uh stuff and so all of this is ready to go right That this isn't um it's already done so uh once kickstarter gives me the funds uh I'm ready and then well, dice will be that will probably be the last thing because that ships separately. Um, but the book, I'll send out the PDF as soon as I get the money. I don't know or as soon as I'm allowed to. Or Geektopia sure. Games says, "Go ahead, you can do it now, Matt." <laughs> I'll uh, I'll send it out, and then uh, we're gonna just get that book off to the printer. So I think I I said like February, but maybe it's more January, and okay. if it's sooner, that's great. It's really just depends on drive through cards takes or drive through RPG takes forever sometimes, and. Um, things like that so just little delays like that but it's going to be quick so if you're wanting to get this game quick i'm, I'm with it's you I'll, I'll do it
0: I, I love that i i love when creators come to kickstarter and they've basically got everything lined up in a row they're just looking to hopefully recoup a little bit of you know some of that income that they that they uh put out for uh, their expenses for the art and layout and, and uh, development of the game um and then they're just you know, hey, we want to make we want to make this a physical thing now and, and get it in people's hands. And I, I, I love that. And it's definitely I, I can't commend you enough for, you know, for for uh, having that all lined up ahead of time, because I, I think we need more of that with Kickstarter and with crowdfunding, because, you know, I know not everybody can do it. And that's not always an option for everybody. But uh, it, it's nice to see when when folks really just want to, you know, get this just Get it get it in people's hands and that's
1: that's yeah I, it. I want to do right by everybody i want to get in your yeah. hands i want to make sure that you get it it's a good product and then maybe after i do like 10 more rpgs i'll be really famous and i can just say give me all your money and i have an idea but i feel like right now <laughs> it's not just an idea it's a thing you can go get the trial it's a it's a it's not just a pitch right so right. yeah uh... Jason says, "You'd have to be a fool to wear the clown costume, or not to wear it. I do not Not to wear the clown, clown, yeah.
0: clown costume. Yeah, absolutely. They'll uh, end
1: up. They'll end up using it for something totally. They'll s- stick it in a pipe or something to block something. They'll, they'll use it for something. They'll use it to carry water or something. I don't know." Sure. <laughs> uh, Paxrios asks what modifications, add- additions.
0: Uh, if you have. If any, have you guys made to the year zero engine? I know some systems are slightly changed from game to game with the foundation being the same. Kind of covered that a little bit with the nightmares.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, um, I mean, there's the not mechanics. there's not a lot, right? Like we we kept it pretty similar to nightmares. I moved, there was something silly. I wanted to make, I wanted it to be, I wanted endure. And so that's strength, but I wanted make. So that got moved to width. There's something that I, I guess I changed craft to make um here's another thing that's a little bit different um well one it's and you can kind of play this however you want but the official Fearsome wellness rules is that you're not giving yourself a negative to your dice rolls for each condition that you add where it gets harder because it's already a real brutal system and that's your health right you got five health till you're broken and you start rolling critical injuries. so we're just you know just made a little bit easier on you the game's pretty hard And then the other big thing that we did was, um, you know, in like Mutant, Year Zero, and I guess some other games too, um, like food and water and stuff like that's abstracted a little bit. But we, we would prefer to like actually have you track that and like, you know, don't kill yourself tracking it. But like if you get a squirrel and everyone's really hungry... The book will tell you that's like a ration, (laughs) and um, if you don't cook it, you need to roll in dirt, and you you might get real sick, right? So you should probably prepare your food, and you can mark it. And also, stuff's going to, you know, this is real, you know, we're trying to role play this, right? Like, if you don't, you might want to smoke your meat to keep it, or preserve it somehow, or if it's cold, you know, keep it cold. But, like, if it's not, the GM's not going to let you eat that in a couple days, I I would say. Sure. He'll let you, but...
0: It it go well. S- speaking of survival and, and, and you know, surviving wilderness and, and, and all that, and you, are you like, how much of that is knowledge that, that you are personally like, like that that's something that, that you've been interested in right along? Or is this something that like you actually had to research for, for your game and, and the setting and everything? I, I'm kind of curious as to whether or not that this is... It's, yeah. you know, survival, wilderness survival is is a is a skill that I know I don't have, but <laughs> I know people people really get into it, and I don't. I know Ben. I don't know how how you know how knowledgeable you are with, with the wilderness survival, but I know that I probably wouldn't last more than like two days out in the in, in the wild, <laughs> uh, if that. Um, so I'm kind of curious as to to what your background is with the with, with wilderness survival.
1: Yeah, no, I um I would I would die in the wilderness really quickly, but um I know a lot probably just because I can't climb the mountain or whatever. I can't run fast enough to get away from the balltail cat or whatever, right? right? Um, but no, i I know a lot about it, but not really. And I've just over the past two years, two and a half, three years of making this game, uh, I, you know, I have a stack, of, you know, RPGs on one shelf and wilderness survival books on the shelf below it, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> um, and uh, or multiple shelves of RPGs, but yeah um the i grew up uh, my dad owned a campgrounds and his dad owned a campgrounds so i grew up you know doing that stuff and maybe it's because i live in chicago right now and i'm always just looking out at the the concrete and i wish there was some creepy fearsome wilderness trees that i could go (laughs) uh go camping out in so yeah i've got i've always had a real fondness for that um grew up in the in ohio and and in the midwest and um and and uh but yeah, I've learned a lot more recently. And I do think this game pairs really well with one of several books, you know, um, can't think of them off the top of my head, but you know, a wilderness survival manual. There's a lot of them out sure. there. I don't need to tell you which one. There's lots of them. There is a really good old, how to, uh, it's called building with logs. It was put out by the U S government a long time ago. And that's a real, I, I look at that and that was my manual for how to build log houses and all the stuff that's in there's wow. a lots of little tidbits in this book so you get the book for the rpg but it's going to tell you like hey did you know you can make dandelion coffee tea or whatever you know stuff like that it's so just not little just
2: entertainment can... but necessary for for
1: surviving survival the of your own
0: there you go survive really the apocalypse
1: is... with this book you can survive <laughs> getting lost in the woods you could just all you need is this book and you're, you're good there's the there's like the the existential
2: question like if you had to go to a desert island you could only bring one book with you what would you bring well we're going to bring this rpg now because not yeah. only will it be educational but it will be entertainment as well
1: and we can so, play yeah. it absolutely so i like to ask sometimes like so in the game when you crash land you know i think i mentioned like am at the beginning you might kind of just huddle in the wreckage for the first night but then you might build a log cat the game says hey why don't you build a log cabin find a cave to live in or build a tree house like a swiss family robinson campaign <laughs> i some sorry which uh ben and doug like what would you do would you build a cabin would you build go to a cave what what, what do you what's your instinct on what you might do uh, i mean personally i would i would
0: i would build uh, like a swiss family robinson treehouse, and like yeah dude because i don't like being down on the ground like i don't like being down where people where things can get me and i i I think give give me enough space i if if i can like live in the trees up above i'll fight off whatever's up there i I think whatever's up there is much less like threatening than what's what's down and can get me on the ground that that's that's what i would (laughs) uh, i think uh, think that's a
1: i think you're right i don't know uh
2: i'd say if i was able to you know scavenge or, or salvage some sort of weapon we might look at a cave uh but usually other things like the living in caves too, yes so. exactly
1: <laughs> and it's probably cold yeah. but it could lead to something cool um and people live in caves a lot uh mm-hmm. i feel like the treehouse the reason not to do that is when we put it in the book it, that's more work right you gotta build something but up a tree <laughs> so you're true true i don't know Roll be rolling some some move, move making some move rolls or something to, yeah, to do that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is, Doug's gonna fall out of the tree. Yeah. I mean, I would. I, I I might have a time or two in my lifetime. I'm not gonna lie. So, oh man, well I'm super super stoked for this this Kickstarter, Matt, and uh, I'm so excited to see it uh, finally come come to a Kickstarter and and finally get out there to the world um Jason says Doug's athletics check please yeah. yes <laughs> uh, I I'm super excited for you um yeah I I wish you a, a lot of success um I know I'll be a backer day one just because uh, I'm so so excited and I want to see this oh, thank you. Uh, thank you. this this uh, on my shelf and and hopefully others that, that are watching this and listening to this uh, also uh, will be as equally ex- excited um, if folks want to know more about you and, uh, Geektope, Geek, Geektopia games, uh, I'll also preface this and uh, say that Matt, if you check, if you follow Matt on Instagram, Dystopia Matt, dude, like paints and like 3d prints, like a, a madman <laughs> and his, his Instagram feed is, is amazing. So go, go follow Matt on, on uh, Instagram because Thank it's, you. it's awesome. It's like, man. Where does he find time to do all
1: this stuff? <laughs> well, we uh, we move out. Um, you know, I'm in the city, right? So we move the cars out of the garage on Wednesdays, and we set up the gaming table in there. And that's when we have our nice. in-person gaming. Awesome. And uh, we're, uh, we played a lot of Pirate Borg, which I know that you guys know about. <laughs> and I got two really large pirate ships that I painted, and it was very fun. I love painting stuff. Um, that's why you see so many minis associated with this game. Is like, I just like minis and, and printing and painting. But uh, I play all kinds of games. We also remotely were playing, we're taking our Tales from the Loop kids into the darkest house. And uh, it's a very horror themed uh, haunted haunted house that we're going into. Nice. So that's Quick the other game we're playing. You can follow along all that stuff on Dystopia Matt on Instagram is where I post. I, I do a little Twitter, but mainly just Instagram because I like minis and stuff. Sure. Yeah. and, thanks, and for, thanks for plugging that. Because yeah, please check it out if you want Absolutely, absolutely. I,
0: I I I always enjoy it whenever I'm I'm on uh, on Instagram. Where where can folks find more information about Geek Geek Geektopia games?
1: Yeah, yeah. We're a really <laughs> small Chicago company, um a group of five friends. It's geek geektopiagames.com and it was a blog for many, many years at Geektopia Info or dot info. And it started out as just the old Star Wars duels fan content and has grown a lot. Um, John Lash's first game was called Cage Match. Then I made Fearsome Wilderness. Now we're on game number three, but we want to do lots, lots more. So if you just uh, give a little support and uh, follow along with me, I'm going to keep, keep making cool stuff, hopefully. Very cool. Yeah well uh, that's gonna do it for
0: the, for this session uh, i want to thank matt for 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 joining us and ben thanks for for hopping on and and being a part of this session as well as oh. as always uh we will be doing an actual play of this of uh fearsome wilderness uh, on wednesday so if you would uh, uh like to join us and and uh, watch and be a part of that session in the chat uh feel I'm free gonna to
2: die Yay. yeah we're, we're more than likely
0: <laughs> maybe maybe i'll finally get to build my tree house and, or fall uh, out of the tree or fall yes. out of the tree house or both exactly um but yeah it, it's gonna be a lot of fun so on the lookout for that Uh, i want to thank matt for coming on ben and all the people in the chat thank you jason amanda uh pax rios thank you so much for for joining us this has been victory condition gaming because winning shouldn't be the only victory condition when you get to the table we'll see you next time bye now Thanks so much for watching this video, Uh, if you would be so kind, and make sure you hit that like, comment, and subscribe, all the YouTube jazz that we're supposed to do here. Uh, It really is greatly appreciated, and if you'd like to support us more, uh, you can uh, check us out on Patreon, just go to patreon.com backslash victoryconditiongaming, have all sorts